This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. This is Ben and Ashley. We have no Ashley today in studio. This is just me talking to myself, talking all alone. But that doesn't mean we don't have incredible guests. We have absolutely incredible guests on this podcast. Later on the podcast, we're going to hear from Clay himself after being sent home on this week's episode. Clay will be with us in studio. Then we have Granger Smith, who we saw on this week's episode. I mean, Granger Smith is one of my all-time art- favorite artists. He, he crushes it. His, his lyrics are incredible. His voice radiates. I'm a big fan of Granger Smith. He's going to come on and give us the inside look into what it's like to be an artist on The Bachelorette. Then something I'm, I'm very excited about, something I learned not any more than, I don't know, two hours ago, my co-host, Ashley Iconetti and Jared Habon are engaged. This was not something I knew. It's not something anybody from the Almost Famous team knew. This was kept a secret. I guess Ashley couldn't have told us because I don't think she knew either until it happened. But on Instagram today, I saw a picture of Jared down on one knee with my beautiful co-host, Ashley Iconetti, standing above him, laughing and smiling. And I bet their heart is full right now. Next week, we're going to get the inside look into what exactly went down in this engagement. We're going to hear all about it from Ashley herself. I am so pumped for her. And let me just take a second. Really, uh, Ashley Iconetti is engaged and engaged to the love of her life, the man of her dreams. I think all of us out there uh, who listen to this podcast or for myself that speaks on this podcast, we can relate with having that, you know, dream person. And for Ashley, Jared is it. Jared was it. And I think it took him a while to realize that Ashley was his dream person. But I know he knows that now. Ashley, if you've ever been around her, she just radiates this this love. She radiates this passion. She radiates this this desire um, to be known and to know other people. Uh, but there was always this one person that kind of she always wanted to know a little bit above anybody else, and that was Jared. And for years, as I got to know Ashley, I knew, and I was always confused at their relationship. They would hang out as friends, yet they had a romantic history. They wouldn't kiss but yet they could cuddle on a couch and watch a movie. I, I never got it. And they would just be friends, right? Jared would stay in LA and he would sleep on her pullout bed uh, in the living room. I've been over there. I've seen it. It's literally, it was called Jared's bed. They, they, would, they would have no kind of physical interaction for years, but yet they got along so well. And yet Ashley was always very open with the fact that she had a huge crush on him. It was always super confusing to me. And I think it was confusing to all of us out there. I've, I've been re- reading through comments uh, today after people uh, posted the the engagement announcement, and everybody out there is super excited for this. And I think everybody was saying it's about time. We've waited so long to see this couple come together. And sometimes in life we don't get that fairy tale ending, but in this scenario we did. My co-host is one happy person right now, and her fiance is in for a really great ride in life with Ashley. And I, and I'm excited for them both. I love Jared um, a ton. And, and this is something that makes my heart very, very happy. So if you're out there, uh, send them a kind word. Uh, send them a well wish. And, and also, I really hope the same love story that they have is something that we all can relate with at some point in our lives. I, I hope we can all be down on one knee or standing up or however that works and looks for everybody. And just be so confident and so excited about what the future withholds with that person sitting in front of you. So uh, from the Almost Famous podcast and the team here, uh, and for myself personally, 
uh, congratulations, Ashley and Jared. Celebrate, relax, take a deep breath. Um, you have found your person and you have found love and, and we cannot be more excited for you. We support you. We're here with you through it. And we are pumped. I, I mean, I, I'm anxiously excited to get the inside scoop into what went down, uh, during this engagement. Cause like I said, I had zero idea. I, I found out like everybody else on Instagram today, which at first made me very upset. It's like, how in the world did you keep this from me? But I guess when it comes to engagements, they are secrets. So I don't, I don't know what I was expecting. I, I just feel like I want the inside scoop. I, I want to be involved. Um, so, so with that, uh, Ashley will be back next week in studio. I will be with her in Los Angeles. We'll be sitting down and chatting. I mean, it wasn't more than a month ago. She was crying over Jared. And, and I'm sure she'll be crying again on next Monday. But this, this is going to be tears of complete joy and happiness. Uh, Later on the podcast, we're going to talk uh, this week's episode. We're going to break it down. I mean, this week's episode, I had a lot. We're going to talk Colton, what we think of Colton. We're going to talk Garrett's one-on-one, uh, the breakdown on the group day. We're going to talk Wells and his one-on-one. David is back from the hospital. Jordan is wearing gold underwear. But first, we got to throw this back to real life and talk my opinion on the Becca versus Raven situation. Just going to hop in here really quick with a spoiler alert. If you don't want to be spoiled... For The Bachelorette, skip ahead five minutes from this point. This is a spoiler alert. You've been properly warned. Thank you. I don't know if everybody out there has seen it, uh, but on Twitter this week, Becca M. from Ari season of, of The Bachelor uh, publicly spoke out against Colton and his intentions of being on The Bachelor. She's claiming that he went on the show for Tia. And, and if you've watched any of this season so far, this is how the story's played out. Colton approached Becca uh, on last uh, two, two weeks ago on the episode and sat down with Becca, uh, Becca and said, hey, Becca, I'm here for you. I think you're great. But I got to let you know that, that after The Bachelor went on, um, I reached out to Tia and Tia and I hung out and we dated and we had a great weekend together and nothing crazy happened. But, but we had something and we talked for a while. But he said, you know, once she, you know, once I, I found out I was going on the show, things ended and there, there wasn't that flame there anymore. And in Becca's uh, approach to it was, you know, just like any wise person would, she took her time, thought it through and said, okay, if he's here for me, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll say this is okay. But people out there in Bachelor Nation kind of spoke up and spoke their opinions and said, Colton is not there for the right reasons. He was there for Tia. Now it's Becca. Why is he still around and why isn't he pursuing Tia? Colton wanted to stay, and Becca let him stay. Well, now we know that Colton uh, is in paradise. We've heard this. We've seen it. And Becca M. has spoken out against it and said that Tia and Colton were planning this all along. Well, Tia's good friend Raven came back after Becca uh, in this initial tweet and said that Becca needs to stop and hold her opinions because she is wrong. Tia uh, and Colton are have the right to pursue any relationship they want. And so this became a little bit of a Twitter uh, war, one that reminds me of high school all over again. And I got to ask anybody out there, am I, am I wrong for somewhat being very interested in this war? Is it, is it weird of me now? Maybe this is a little bit uh, evil of me. But when people start arguing on Twitter, no matter who it is, if it's the president of the United States, if it's people from The Bachelorette, if it's just regular people in general, 
I'm intrigued and I read and I read every single tweet that comes out. I mean, even today, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right now as we had a little break in the podcast. I'm scrolling for an update on Twitter to see if any if, if Raven or Becca has posted anything new. I want to hear your opinions. Please email us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com to say to send in your opinions on the Colton Tia situation. And then also what you think uh, of the Becca and versus Raven scenario. I mean, this is not a small thing. These these people have influence. You know, they have a social media following, and they're willing uh, to go out and speak outwardly uh, against each other on their following. This this is something something that we should all watch, either for entertainment or intrigue, or just to get the juicy news. We're going to be keeping up tra- keeping track of it here on the podcast. But I needed to bring it to your attention. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure you check it out on Twitter. Nothing super cruel and 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 personal has been said. It's mostly just uh, opinions based on the Colton and, and Tia situation. But but it is fun to watch. It is fun to listen to. So I'm excited to see how this plays out. I, I bet this won't be the end of it, especially if, if the rumors are true and Colton is, is in paradise. Um, this storyline will be playing out for a long time. We are, I think that's the, the point of everything I'm saying here is, Drama is existing in Bachelor Nation, as we expect, but it's also spreading to the real world. This is why these situations are so intriguing to me, is we're watching a show on TV that a lot of us ask, is it true? Is it real? Is it fake? It's not. And I can tell you it's real. It's, it might seem crazy. Uh, life's a little crazy. It's real. Uh, but then also we can get on Twitter and, and see a lot of different people speaking out opinions or arguing with each other um, via social media. It's the world we live in today. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting world. It's an entertaining world, and Bachelor Nation is not above it. So make sure again to go out and check out this recent um, debate between Raven and Becca. But also make sure you go out and check out one of our favorite sponsors. You've heard of them before. We love them dearly. BioClarity. I found this great, clean, and green, gentle skincare line that helps me get naturally going, glowing skin that's 100% vegan, cruelty-free. Again, it's BioClarity. It's complete skincare with two different daily routines. The clear skin routine for combination of oily or breakout-prone skin is, is super simple. It's three easy steps. Cleanse, treat, restore. This is what Ashley uses. Contains nourishing plant extracts like Chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, oat kernel plus Floralux from chlorophyll. Helps bite breakouts, soothe skin, minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even skin tone. Get results with garden lush ingredients in as little as two weeks. Then the essentials routine. This is what I use for normal or dry skin. I live in Denver. It's super dry here. It's the desert, especially this time of year. I need to keep my skin moisturized or I'm going to look like I'm 80 when I'm 30. Three easy steps. Cleanse, restore, hydrate. Contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, argan, olive, and shea, plus Floralux from chlorophyll. It's hydrating plus lightweight. So great for spring and summertime. Helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out skin. What I really love about it too is even on some nights when my I've washed my face and my skin feels dry or I've gotten out of the shower, I can put on the Restore Lotion, the Restore Cream, and it, and it really does. It changes everything. Uh, it, it's wild to me in today's world that the technology we have that we can put on our bodies and actually makes the difference. 
BioClarity is one of them. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is as easy to use. Three-step skincare routine. That's 100% vegan plus cruelty and gluten-free. Here's what you got to do. Get started on healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine plus shipping is free. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code FAMOUS. It's bioclarity.com. Enter our code FAMOUS today. You want to look young, feel good, have clean skin. I don't care if you're 10 years old or you're 80 years old. Bioclarity is for you. It's worth it. We love it. You'll love it. Get it today. Okay. So this week, we're going to do a quick show recap there's a lot going on. I mean, there's so much going on that this this episode has to be broken up into two segments. And again, I'm talking to myself in studio, so this is going to be weird, but I'm going to share my thoughts. And nobody can really argue with me today. Uh, so if you want to argue with me or if you want to disagree with me, I, I appreciate it. I need it. Email us at benandashleyiheartmedia.com. Or hey, how about you uh, respond on Twitter? I always like to read your tweets. Ashley loves to read your tweets. Make sure you tweet about her and Jared's engagement, but also tweet about the Almost Famous Podcast tag. Uh, hashtag the Almost Famous Podcast when you tweet us. I'll read it. Uh, I love hearing your opinions, positive or negative, mostly positive. So as I talk to myself here, your way to help me co-host is to tweet, Instagram, or write us an email. So this week, we have, we have a big one-on-one day. I think this is a huge one-on-one day. Obviously, Garrett's been brought up on this podcast before. His controversial uh, social media uh, activities ha- have caused uh, kind of a ruckus in Bachelor Nation. Uh, he has apologized. Uh, we do not support what he did or said uh, on social media or, or the likes that he gave. It's it's completely inappropriate. Um, you know, we we've we think that uh, social media uh, is a responsibility uh, that we all have, and one that especially during the Bachelor, as your popularity grows, you're going to be scrutinized. And so you got to hold yourself above reproach. You got to hold yourself with respect and dignity. Um, but but outside of that. Garrett did have the one-on-one date this week. And this was a big one-on-one date because everybody that's emailed us and everybody in studio right now, we believe that Garrett's going to be around for a long time. We see him being maybe the front runner. I mean, he did get Becca's first impression rose. Uh, she is uh, just incredibly giddy every time she sees him. And that was uh, clearly obvious during this one-on-one date. I, I haven't seen Becca kind of lose herself in this experience like she did when she was with Garrett. I mean, it was it was incredible. You, you, you've seen this Becca uh, as the Bachelorette. We've seen her hold herself in class and dignity, and and she's walked and, and thought with wisdom and, and taken pauses when she's needed to, and she's held herself um, just to a standard that almost seems um, untouchable. But with Garrett, she just lets her guard down. You can see it. She's dancing. She's laughing. She's singing. It's, it's not like she's the Bachelorette anymore. It's like she's in a relationship. And that's why as I'm watching as – as a fan and judging and being critical of their relationship, I'm seeing something different with him. I'm seeing this become a relationship that I felt uh, during my season. One that, you know, almost was just like, I, I, this might be too good to be true. I, I don't know what's happening, but I'm feeling something that I've never felt before. And she's using crazy words during this date. Like I'm in trouble. And she does it not to, to garner attention. It's interesting when she says I'm in trouble, it's almost like she's saying it to the producers or the camera. Like you have something that you need to watch here. Like I might be falling for somebody 
very quickly, more than I ever thought I would. And, and we still have a show to do. We still have a lot of dating to do. She's in trouble. She knows it. She admits it. Her quote exactly is, oh, I'm in trouble. There is no denying that she likes Garrett. Do you like Garrett, though? After watching this day, what are your thoughts on Garrett? What are your thoughts on their relationship? Um, send us your opinions. We, we want to hear them. I mean, there's a lot here, right? And, and every time during The Bachelorette, I, I find myself getting, uh, or The Bachelor, just let's just say this in general, I find myself getting more critical of the contestants than I ever would of any person in real life. I think we all can relate to that, right? We watch the show, we judge, we criticize, we, we, we drink our wine and big parties and we laugh and, and, and we joke with our friends about the crazy person on the show. But if we can say that Garrett is a front runner, now we need to start judging him under the frame that is he right for Becca? He seems super excited to be there. He seems incredibly excited to be in the moment with her. But is it real? Is it truthful? Is his love and admiration for Becca something that could last? Those are the questions we have to ask ourselves. It's it's interesting for me, too, is as we're watching his story play out, there, he's admitting the things that I never thought we would hear from him, right? I mean, who knew that Garrett was married? And a lot of us out there, you know, can relate to having very uh, intimate, important relationships that have ended. And we'll have to speak of them publicly. They've affected our life, you know, positively or negatively. They're a part of our story. So we have to talk about them. But this was obviously one that Garrett was feeling. You could see in his eyes. You know, for a guy, I think Becca said it, like, Garrett's so good at making eye contact. When he's talking to her about this, this last marriage and this last relationship, it was hard for him to make eye contact which for me is a sign that he he's still feeling it, that it's still important to him. And it should be. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It, it will probably always be important to him. And, and it's hard to get over love until you found love again. And so we'll have to see if Becca and Garrett find love. And then if he's able to, to tell her, you're the one. And, and I love you. And I'm, I'm willing to trust somebody again. But it's an interesting story, isn't it? I haven't heard many like it. You know, they got married. They were together for a while. They got divorced after two months, and I don't know the details, and really it's none of my business. It's not my business to know what happened and details of what happened. Um, but he got divorced after two months. I have a, I have a feeling, and I'm not, you know, I, I never claim to be the smartest person out there. I have a feeling that, uh, uh, that walking into a marriage and being so confident you, that you found your person, and then it ending after only two months, is pretty, it's pretty defeating. I have a feeling like Garrett has uh, really been affected um, emotionally by this experience. So outside of everything else, outside if you like Garrett or not, if you agree with what he's done or not, um, or, or what you feel like a relationship, it's going to be interesting now to see Garrett's story and how he moves into relationship with Becca and how they pursue it. So I got to ask you the question. Would finding out someone is divorced after only two months or divorced in general, would you care? Would it affect you? Would it bother you? Or are you willing to look past it? And, and let's be honest here. I, I don't want a bunch of emails just saying, oh, yeah, everything's good. If it would affect you, I want to hear your honest opinions. If it would make you hesitate and why would it make you hesitate? Let's get a conversation going here. We got to start talking. If this podcast is going to be about The Bachelor alone, this will never survive. we got to start getting relatable with each other. we got to start talking. So please email us your thoughts. Tweet us. Instagram us. 
at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com or on Twitter. Uh, you can Instagram or you can tweet Ashley or myself personally. We'll read them if you hashtag the Almost Famous Podcast. I guarantee I'll read them. Uh, I, I want to start talking. I want to start understanding what's going on here. Becca handled it very well. Um, she, as she has through this whole season so far, um, she's been slow to judge, uh, slow to speak, um, but quick to, to find compassion. And so at the end of their date, one of my favorite things to ever happen on this show. I mean, I had Amos Lee on my, on my season of the bachelor and he's one of my favorites of all time, but I love country music. I'm a huge fan. And the bachelor seems to always bring in country artists and, and good ones. I mean, we have some huge names. Uh, that have been on this show that I'll, that I'll tell you about in a little bit. But first, I got to mention, Granger Smith saying to Becca and Garrett on this week's episode of The Bachelorette, he's next, live, in studio. Garrett said it was the best day of his life. But first, it's summertime. Shirts are off, bathing suits are on. We're doing wild things outside during the summer, no matter where you're at in the country. It's warm, it's hot. I'm in Denver, it's a little steamy. I got to make sure I'm looking my best. And one way I do that is with Beachbody On Demand. It's an easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do from the comfort of your own living room 24-7. I travel a lot. I do. I, I don't love it. it. It's killing my dating life. It's killing my personal life. Um, it's killing my health. So one way I combat that, uh, all of those really, keep my mind focused, uh, my, my mental capacity in shape, my body in shape is by using Beachbody on demand. I can put it up in my hotel room. I can put it up in the lobby. Uh, I can do it in a restaurant. It's easy. I don't need a lot of space. It's great. I can stay fit wherever I'm at. Beachbody has a history of success. This is the company behind P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, Brazil Butt Lift, Pio, Hip Hop Abs, Three Week Yogurt Treat, and many more. You know the trainers, they're popular, they're everywhere. Get motivated by celebrity super trainers you know like Sean T, Shalene Johnson, Tony Horton, and Autumn Calabrese. It's the best programs available, hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio hit to yoga and even dance workouts. I'm a dancer. I love the workouts. Workout on your schedule. Workouts as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. Access anywhere and anytime. That's what I was talking about. You can do it in your hotel room. You can do it in lobbies. You can do it in restaurants. You can do it in your bedroom, whatever, wherever you're at. I don't, I don't care where you're at. Don't, you don't need to tell me. But you can do it anytime, anywhere, any place. View on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. The biggest support community. Join over 1 million people currently on Beachbody On Demand. And it's the best deal in fitness. I mean, no gym membership needed. You just set up your computer. You get Beachbody on demand. Listeners of Almost Famous can try it absolutely free. I don't know much better than that. It's absolutely free. What are you hoping for? A better deal? Right now, our listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text Almost Famous. Please note, code is all one word, no space. So it's 30, 30, 30. Okay. That's, that's the code. Put them all together. 30, 30, 30. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, and support, totally free. Again, just text Almost Famous to 30, 30, 30. Do it today. I lost, and I've said this every time we, we do this spot, but it means a lot to me. Um, I've lost a ton of weight doing Beachbody. And healthy weight. Good weight. 
I look a lot better, feel a lot better. I'm a lot healthier now than I ever was before. Thanks to Beachbody and, and their incredible workouts and incredible trainers. Make sure you go out, check it out today. Text almost famous to 303030 today. As mentioned before, we have one of the most specialist guests ever on this <laughs> podcast. Granger Smith is in studio in Los Angeles right now. Granger, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Thank you. Uh, you know, you're obviously on the podcast because uh, we claim to be not only Bachelor focused, but we seem to always relate this podcast back to The Bachelor. And you were just on The Bachelorette uh, on the latest episode. Yeah, yeah, a really cool experience. And um, so obviously, we play shows a lot, but this one was very different. And so I'll, I'll remember that for a long time. What was your okay? So back in the day uh, when I was The Bachelor, I had. Um, I had Amos Lee. I don't know if you uh, know of Amos Lee, but I'm a big fan yes, of his. Yes and, yes, and he came on my season, and it kind of worked out where they they knew my my song, my 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 love song, and and they asked him to come onto the to the episode uh, and play for us. Um, and he he really enjoyed his experience. I was surprised he did. I was kind of almost embarrassed. I thought, oh no, this is going to be <laughs> a train wreck. Did you enjoy your experience on it? Yeah, I did. I did, and and I could see how you might think that. But it's kind of like I said, it was it's such a, a different environment uh, for us to go into this with producers telling us when to play and, and where to stand and and uh, how to cue the music. And, and there's kind of j just this excitement in the air, almost like it was live television, even though we, <laughs> we could have done it as many times as we wanted to make everybody happy. But it, it felt like a big live TV show and there's this kinetic energy in the air that we all felt me and my band and crew. And, um, yeah, it was a blast doing that. So how does this work for an artist like yourself? Um, you get a phone call from the bachelorette or the bachelor ABC or whoever does, then you show up to, you show up to park city, which I'm assuming isn't the place you live. Correct. No, I live in Austin, Texas. And, and then you, this live audience is there. And I was actually surprised there, I mean, not surprised because of you, you can pack out as many places you want, but because of this small little venue, this whole thing got filled up, right? There was, there was no open space. Yeah, yeah, they did. And it's relatively small venue. I, th I think it it was like 400 capacity and, um, and, and so kind of a small venue, but, it, but that was perfect for what they were going for. So we, we loaded into this little stage and and um, did a sound check, and they had, you know, as you expect from Bachelorette, they had really beautiful lighting and, um, you uh -huh. know, candle-esque type stuff everywhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, romantic stuff. And, and then they brought the crowd in um, long before we, we shot the video. And so they brought the crowd in, and, and we played some songs for them to kind of amp them up. And it just really felt like um, a, a very intimate concert. And you kind of forget the cameras are even there. Did you walk away from that? I mean, this is, did you walk away from that feeling like the, the audience and your band and yourself uh, had a good experience? Like the audience walked away going, okay, I got not only a little like live free concert, got to see a couple people making out on stage, uh, got to meet Granger Smith in person. Like, is that how they walked away from it, you think? There's absolutely no doubt they did. Oh, that's cool. They did. And, and we did too. Everyone walked away that night with a smile on their face. And it's just because we all felt like we were part of something greater than ourselves. You know what I mean? We felt like mm -hmm. we're part of something that will be shared tonight. And back then it was, I think it was like March. 
And yeah. so we were a couple of months out and June seemed like eternity away, but we all felt like we were, we were a part of something that everyone would share on this night. And, uh, and we felt very proud to be in that moment. You know, I got to tell you, man, uh, being a former bachelor, it means a lot. And I'm sure I, I'm going to speak for Becca here, but it means a lot to any of us when you do come on and we walk into the room because I don't know if Becca knew it was going to be you or not. For me, it was a surprise. But when, when you walk in and somebody like yourself is willing to take time out of their schedule um, to come and play uh, during you know a crazy reality show, but a show that does have a lot of personal impact, it just means a lot. So thank you uh, from from Becca and, and Bachelor Nation for for giving up your time to come on. It's just really awesome. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that that means a lot to hear you say it. And, and you know, I was talking to the date that night, Garrett, and and he told me he said, "I think this is the greatest night of my life." Oh man. And 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 the the way he said it, it looked completely genuine and I could tell mm-hmm. that he was living in that moment and it's not he didn't say that because we were there that was just it was part of the moment and he was living that night to the fullest and uh, that made me feel really good yeah dude, that's awesome you you are really creating uh, something that will last a lifetime for Garrett for Becca for any of these contestants uh, you know no matter what their lives where their lives taken this show does play a big impact the, the show has been known uh, in you know, throughout the last 20 years of, of filming to have some big name country artists on, I, I'm going to run through the list here. We've had Lanco, Russell Dickerson, yourself, Chris Lane, Billy Carrington, the Eli Young band. What is it about country music and these country artists that bring them to the bachelor? I don't know. That's a great question. I'm friends with a lot of those bands you just named and it, it, it's an honor to be part of that list. And, uh, you know, country music is, is so lyric driven and uh, mm-hmm. we have a lot of love songs and, and our love songs are very, um, very truthful from the heart, lyric driven songs. And, and I think that's, that's the connection that you could have with a show like Bachelorette. Yeah, definitely. So, that, I mean, that raises a question. I think everybody's always interested in this. What is your inspiration behind the music? You, you come out with great lyrical songs. They tell these incredible stories that are relatable that I can listen to uh, at any given time and go, yeah, that's me. I, I get what he's saying. But where is your personal inspiration? Well, it comes from all over. And, and I wouldn't, no one could live enough life to write uh, album after album worth of songs w- with, with just one life. So you really have to, t- to open your eyes and you have to listen to other people's stories. And, and sometimes it comes from movie scenes or uh, a friend of yours just went through this, this crazy breakup or, or, or got married. And, and you listen to those stories and you talk it out with them and suddenly a line will pop out here and there. Um, sometimes the most special ones are the ones that you live yourself, you know, it, you know, something that, that happens to me and, and I, I jot down some notes and as I start writing it, you could just feel the, the energy of that song coming out. So it, the answer is really all over the place, but we just have to keep our eyes open and, and, uh, pay attention when those songs are out there. That's incredible. I mean, I, I got to imagine too, your mind never shuts down, right? I mean, at <laughs> no, any given moment, no. a song could be had. You have to keep your phone right by your bed so that you could have that voice memo <laughs> ready to go. If you dream something, that's how, that's how it is. Unbelievable. That, I mean, I, I used to grant you, this is a little bit of a inside look into my life. When I was in middle school, I have a notebook. I'll try to find it here. Uh, maybe I'll take a picture of it and put it on social media at some point. That I used to write songs on. Now they're terrible, absolutely awful. I can't <laughs> sing. I can't do anything. But I used to write these songs down because all of a sudden something would pop into my head. I'd be like, I want to remember this moment. Like this is a this is a special moment 
that I think a lot of people uh, felt, but I, you know, oftentimes I could never communicate how I felt. And so whenever I could feel like I could put a lyric out there, I'd write it down. Man, that's that cool. uh, a lot of people do that. That's how I started. And um, it doesn't matter whether it's it technically good or bad lyric. Sometimes it's just therapy to get that out there. And it makes you feel good. It makes you, like you said, live in that moment and uh, feel the color of that specific emotion. And writing it down really does. It really makes it, uh, it, makes it reality. And uh, so, yeah, it's you're doing the right thing. It's always impressive to me, and I got to say this, and I was preparing for this podcast. I was listening to a lot of your music here. Um, One thing about music, and and this is not – this is common knowledge. Music opens up our eyes to what we've already felt, right? Like the lyrics – communicate in words what a lot of us are feeling. I think that's why I love country music so much. I'm a big Red Dirt fan. Uh, I love my my Texas and Oklahoma country, but I, but I, I'm really uh, just a huge country fan myself because I feel like anytime I turn on a little music, I can relate, and and that's and your music does that, including this new single that you're coming out with. You're in it. Uh, can you tell a little bit of us a little bit about that? Yeah, this song is. Um, and, and first of all, you're you're right. That that's our that's our job to as as musicians to try to to connect and to try to relate with songs. And um, uh, we're we're simply messengers of of the music because it's so uh, music is such a powerful thing that for all of us we we're all fans before we did anything else. We were fans of music. And that's why you see little babies, you know, that will, will, will nod back and forth to music. And people on their deathbed, the last thing they're doing is listening, you know, wanting to hear music. It's, 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 uh, it's a crazy thing, music, the power of music. But, um, but yeah, this, this single is, is a fun one for me because it's kind of a, an upbeat, feel-good song. And, and it's about how we, you never really know uh, what tomorrow might bring. You never know where we're, where we're going to be tomorrow. But, uh, you know, when you're in love, when you have someone special that you, that you're in love with, um, if you're with that person, then that's really all that matters. And so that, and that's kind of what this song is. I don't know what the future holds, but all I know is girl, you're in it. And uh, that's what the song's about. Yeah. And, and, and why was this the the song that you're you know promoting on on the Bachelor app is this is this the upcoming you think this is gonna absolutely rock people's world yeah. or is this, <laughs> do you feel like this is relatable right to this specific situation uh, that Becca's in I I think if I could say what is gonna rock people's world um uh then I would be a, a huge mega star right now if I could <laughs> predict, possibly predict that uh-huh. uh, but uh, I, I just hope that it, it could connect with somebody um, in, in a situation like Becca. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, did, going into this this little uh, segment on The Bachelorette, were you a fan of The Bachelor before before all this? Like, did you know about it? I, I absolutely knew about it because my wife is a mega fan. And um, she, as, as many people are, she, you know, religiously watches it. And, um, and so the first time I was exposed to Bachelor Nation was – you know, walking in and, you know, you know, I'd kind of walk in mid show and, and see mm-hmm. a scenario going down and I'll sit down on the couch with her and, and usually say, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> and she has yeah. to tell me the backstory tell me who this guy or girl is and why they're doing this uh, crazy thing. And uh, yeah, and that's how it's been for years. And, uh, and so I get more and more into it. And, and the, the most important thing about that show to me is that that's uh that's a special time for us together you know to to sit down and and discuss this whether whether we're saying how crazy it is or <laughs> yeah. or how fun it is whatever it's just it's it's good time for us together 
the that's the that's the part of that I think I love to hear is so many times couples come up to me and, and one of the couples, if it's the wife or the husband or whoever come up and say, Oh, you know, I wasn't a fan of the show, but they've made me watch it. But then they're always the first person, the person that doesn't want to admit they're a fan, to ask me the follow up question. Is oh, yeah. she really that crazy? Oh, yeah. Did you oh, really yeah. fall in love? Oh yeah. It's impossible to not discuss it. You can't sit there and absorb that television and walk away and not have a comment of some uh, sort, yeah. which is why I it's great. That, I think that's why our listeners listen to the podcast too. I mean, it, it's awesome. Uh, but the, the inside look into things is why people listen here because this is a captivating show and it's relatable. Just like we talked about with the music, you know, the bachelor is relatable in the sense that everybody wants love, you know, everybody wants to pursue love. Everybody wants to find love. But with the bachelor, we get this unique twist where we get some crazy stuff happening, uh, which this week's episode was not without it. it is, how excited is your wife about you know you being on the show? Was she thrilled? Did she care? Oh my gosh, she was the first person I told. You know, Are I, you I, yeah, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of cool things that I'm really proud of. But when it came down to this, she was the first person I called, and because uh, I knew that I knew how excited she would be to hear that. I mean, her favorite show, and her husband's going to be on it. That that was uh, that's something special. You can literally sell out stadiums. You can sell out stadiums. <laughs> oh, yeah, it wouldn't matter. It would and not you, matter. <laughs> and being on The Bachelorette is the thing that gets you excited. It is crazy, man. I, yeah. I Living in this world for a while, you have people uh, from all different walks of life who find The Bachelorette and Bachelor to be the one thing that gets them excited. If they're making fun of it or if they're super invested into it, The Bachelorette and the bachelor really is all inclusive and that's i think that's what's the fun part about this you know granger smith's wife can get excited about him being on the bachelor that that's cool yeah and and that's kind of an understatement too i mean she is ecstatic she has all of her friends coming over tonight now they do that anyway but tonight's really special night so they're all coming over and and they'll have their wine and you know they're just going to go all out it's going to be great the that's that's awesome so uh, then after that uh, you're going to be on Jimmy Kimmel, correct? Yeah. Taking over yeah. ABC tonight. That's going to be pretty cool. You literally are taking over ABC. What is Yee Nation? Uh, so uh, <laughs> Yee Nation, uh, for anybody out there listening, is, is the group that supports Granger. And, I mean, they are passionate. I'm, I'm reading right now. Granger, you have over 7 million people that follow you on social. That's You've got to be one of the most popular country artists when it comes to social, correct? <laughs> it's important, for sure. So, and we, lo- we love our fans. And, um, yeah, Yee Nation it, it supports us to the end. And um, that's all I could ever ask. That's all anybody could ask is, is to have uh, that kind of support. What is Yee? What does that stand so for? So that, that, that's, a, that's a little brand that me and my brother started. And uh, it's a way of life, as we say. It's, it's living life to the fullest is really what Yee Yee means. And it started with just a funny video that we came out with about five or six years ago with this alter ego, this crazy ultra country boy named Earl Dibbles Jr. And uh, Earl Dibbles yells out Yee Yee. And it's like this old Texas cattle call saying. But as that c- kind of took on a new dimension and, and people started coming to the shows holding up signs saying Yee Yee and yeah. yelling it. And uh, we just really adopted that is uh, is our thing. We trademarked it, and, and it's just become um, a lifestyle brand for us. So, so there's there's hats, there's shirts. Like, what else? What what else can Ye Nation purchase? And Gosh, as creative as you as you want to be, there is a Yee on something. I mean, we have beach towels and, and sunglasses and lipstick, oh, wow. and I mean, you name it. If it, if it's not out there, we we even have an energy drink called Yee Energy. So uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. It's a uh, 
it's a fun lifestyle brand for us. Live it. I mean, if you okay, so if we take Yee Nation, a group that is passionate and supportive of you, Granger, and your music and your pursuits, um, but it's also a lifestyle brand. If we if we kind of looked at everything uh, from a thirty thousand foot view, what is your hopes for your music career for Yee Nation? Like, what are you hoping to accomplish? Well, I th- I think ultimately. Um, this grows more than just music. It, it all it really started with just music, but it is is well rounded as we could be. And I say we, my my two brothers, we all work uh, together on this. And as well rounded as we can be, um, that makes us happy. You know, we have the energy drink. We have um, we we have some documentaries coming out. Earl Earl Dibbles has a book coming out this year, and so that stuff just makes me excited and it makes me happy. And and this. This endless pursuit of happiness, as we all say, um, you know, that's more important than than any kind of accolades or, or number one songs or um, uh, trophies that you could hold up. You know, just doing something that you love that that always is exciting and, and always taking having a new twist and turn is is really the goal. It's how how many things could we get our hands in and have fun with? And that's what we're trying to do. I think that's incredible, man. I, and I hope and this is my hope and, and I, I'll speak on behalf of bachelor nation. Again, I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people, but I guess that's why I have a podcast. Um, <laughs> I hope you appearing on the bachelorette is something that, that really does support you nation that supports this pursuit of, of you and, and the happiness that you're trying to spread. Um, from anybody listening out there, make sure you go uh, check out Granger Smith's music. Um, watch him tonight uh, on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, but also, um, if you if you like hats, if you like T-shirts, if you like beach towels, if you like sunglasses or anything <laughs> creative, make sure you go out and you purchase a Yee Nation branded um, product. Hey, hey, Granger, before we leave, I got to ask you, what are your thoughts, honest feedback on, on Becca, our bachelorette? And then I'm going to ask the same thing about Garrett, her date. But let's start with Becca. Yeah, I, um, I got to spend significant time with both of them that night. And, um, granted that they were on cloud nine, you know, and they were, they were in the moment and, um, they had had a great dinner and some drinks and, uh, we're in this really cool environment with, um, a a lot of fans, you know, everyone there was, was a fan of them as well. And so they're cheering them on. So you could imagine, you know, making out and and while people are cheering you on. So (laughs) they were on cloud nine. But at the same time, uh, just talking with them, they seemed, um, I'll start with Becca. She seemed um, just so down to earth and um, grateful to be in her position where she was. And um, she didn't seem to be in a hurry to do anything. You know what I mean? She didn't seem to be uh, on some kind of tight schedule where she, she, she could only chat for a second. And that was so nice. That was so nice to see from her um, in, in her position because I know she's just uh, living in a whirlwind. At least she was during that time when we when we filmed that, and uh, her life must have been absolute chaos. But she didn't show it at all. She she held she held herself together with grace, and um, it was fun to see. And uh, I could say Garrett, um, he seemed like he could be a buddy of mine for sure. Yeah. He seemed he seemed like uh, he was very loose. Um, very relaxed. Uh, as I said, he told me that that was, that could have been the greatest night of his entire life. And the way he said it, it looked like he meant it. It it really did. He was, he was just happy to be there. And, um, 
and and living it up. He, you could tell that that he knew that kind of excitement and energy might might never happen again, and he was going to take full advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm with him. Typically in life, I'm just really happy to be there. I don't know how we got there, how it's <laughs> happening. I'm just happy to be there, especially when 400 people are literally. Like you said, <laughs> applauding at you making out. I mean, nothing makes you feel cooler than yeah. people watching you kiss and yeah. celebrating. Yeah, celebrating. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't happen often in life. Uh, Granger, it happens for you all the time. But for me, <laughs> man, it doesn't I, happen often in life where I can stand in front of a crowd of people and they cheer. I, I promise you, it never, it never gets old. That never fades. And and, and I'm just like you. I, I I, I love to live in that moment, and um, you never know when the last time is going to be. And, and so we only have this moment. And, uh, yeah, I, I never take that for granted. Uh, hey, before we go, I, got, I, got, I just have one more thing, because you just said something that I think is important for anybody out there listening. Uh, on this podcast, this is a Bachelor uh, podcast, and we like to try to relate the Bachelor to the real world. And, and, and oftentimes we get these contestants that come on the show. And, and all these people, I think, uh, you know, desire something more from life when they come on the show, if that's um, the influence, sure. if it's love or whatever it is. And the show catapults you to a level of um, recognition that you've never had before, that you'll never really probably have again. You, the Bachelor is such a popular franchise that millions of people watch. As soon as you do the show, a lot of people recognize you. Granger, the same thing happens in your life, but you have a talent, you have a skill behind it, and you've worked hard to get there. But but a lot of people recognize you. A lot of people love you. How do you, and if this is advice for yourself or advice for any contestant coming on the show, any future contestant coming on the show, how do you keep your head small? How do you not let your head get super big and your ego totally inflated where this world becomes very selfish? What is your, what is your advice for anybody out there? You know, that, that's, that's a, a daily question that, that I have to answer, that I'm forced to answer and and not necessarily because I'm I always find myself in that in that boat. I don't, but I do see people, especially people uh, on on a greater level than I am, and and you wonder, either a how do they do it, or b they're really they've really fallen off the deep end here. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 I think that the best way to answer that is you have to really co compartmentalize what's a, what's a job and what's work and what is theoretically not real life. And, and what is, and when I go up on that stage and the lights come on and they're on me and I'm singing a song and people are cheering, that's not real life. That's not who I really am. That's my work mm. self. And I have to put it, put it that way in my brain. Uh, those people are not cheering for me personally, Granger Smith. They're cheering for what I'm representing in that song, in that moment, uh, on that stage. That's what they're cheering for. Um, they're cheering for the office that I'm holding at the time during those three minutes at a time during in a song. But when I come off the stage, I'm just as normal as any other guy. And, and I, I still have my same friends that know who I really am. And, uh, my tour manager has been, he's known me for 17 years. My brother is my manager. So I've kind of surrounded myself with these people that would slap me across the head if I started yeah. becoming something that I wasn't. And so, so if you could surround yourself with, with the people that know who you really are and then try to compartmentalize what is real and what is not, you're going to be okay. 
That's that's incredible advice. Surround yourself with a group of friends that really know who you are, and they're going to hold you accountable when yes. life gets a little out of balance. Granger, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're huge fans of you. Uh, I'm a personally a huge fan of you. I've listened to your music for a long time. Uh, I'm a huge country fan, uh, but also uh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited to see. Uh, where this new single is is going to take you, because I think it's going to be incredibly popular. I do think I will speak and say that I do think this is going to take over the world. Make sure you listen to <laughs> "You're In It" by Granger Smith. If you want to get more information on Granger, go to GrangerSmith.com. Purchase anything you nation, uh, but also, man, just just thanks for coming to talk, and and thank you for coming on the Bachelorette. Everybody out there appreciates it. Thanks for making this show a little bit better. You're welcome, buddy, and thanks for taking your time to have me on, man. It means a lot. Hey, we'll see you soon. Thanks, buddy. Again, uh, this week's episode had so much going on. We had to break it up in two segments. Uh, thanks again for Granger Smith coming on. He's amazing. He's incredible. Check out his music. It's worth it. He was on this week's episode, but this week's episode was not without much more than just Granger. We had a group date. Colton. Colton. The good old Colton. Good old Denver boy Colton is now fighting with Jordan as well. And, and this is the thing with Jordan. He, he's He's... He's such a captivating character. He, he's one of the only people I've ever felt like watching the show that he has to be a plant, that he has to be a character, and he's not. I, I know he's not now because he hasn't changed the whole time. But when I first met Jordan, or when I first, I guess, I haven't met him. I feel like I met him just like all of you probably have. When I first watched Jordan on this show, I was like, this guy cannot be real. He's so much. He's too much. He's so confident. But typically when you're that confident, there's there's a lot more going on behind the scenes um, than, than any of us really realize. And, and that's one thing we always have to take into consideration is do we really know Jordan or is, it, is there a front that he's putting up? And, and I don't know that at this point, but Colton seems to know that. He seems to be seeing right through this front that Jordan's putting up. So we're going to bring Colton back into the team of against Jordan. So not only now is David not on Team Jordan, Colton's not on Team Jordan. There, there's a few other people that are going to join on. It's it's interesting because I feel like if I was there, and, and I've talked to a couple of people about this, and um, I feel like if I was there, yeah, I don't know if, if Jordan and I would be the bestest of friends. And I don't think he's right for Becca. But I feel like him personally would just be entertaining. Maybe there's there's more annoyance going on than I know. But I just feel like watching him would just almost be entertaining. Having him a part of, of the show would almost be the comic relief you need when you're starting to stress out and you're starting to have feelings. You need that like fallback person. You need that person that's always going to make light of the situation or, or at least make fun of the situation. Because I know for me, I was taking it so serious with Caitlin when I was there. And, and there were so many emotions being you know pulled into my life that any comic relief or any relief from that intensity was welcome. And I'm surprised that Jordan's not bringing that to the people around him, that people are actually getting upset. So, so at some point, we can ask Clay when he comes on the podcast in a little bit, what is it about Jordan that really rubs people the wrong way? I don't get it. I think he's, I think he's kind of funny. I think he's weird. I think he probably should go home pretty soon. But don't get mad at the guy. He's just, he's just being Jordan. But things got weird quickly. Outside of the Colton Jordan relationship, things got really weird. Jean Blanc, out of nowhere, okay, he gave her a gift. He said he was falling in love with, with Becca. Then there was awkward silence. I mean, we kind of knew going into this that their relationship was not where he thought it was. She thinks it's too much too soon. I get it. I think at this point, he's the first to really admit it to her, and, I, and we haven't really seen them have anything yet other than a few kisses. He needs to go. He needs to go home. Then he says 
He said it because he thought she wanted to hear it. It was all so weird, right? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, Becca is is smart. She she understands where she's coming from. But why would he say something as powerful as love if he thought she just wanted to hear it? I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times. We know my story. We know that I am I am one to throw the love word around. But but I meant it, right? I, I meant that I cared about both women, that it was at the very end, and, and this journey had taken us to a place where our relationships were deep, they were entrenched in each other, that real emotions and real feelings were there. I felt like I had to say it because it was what I was feeling, not because JoJo needed to hear it or that it was going to make, what, her feel better? I mean, maybe maybe it was that satisfaction and reassurance that I was trying to, to give her. It's like, hey, I really care about you. I really love you, even though this is this is the end. But it seems like Jean Blanc was just saying it because he thought she just wanted to hear it, what, to keep him around longer? I mean, love is not something just to mess with. And, I, and I've learned my own um, mis- from my own mistakes. I've, I've learned a thing or two. And I've learned that the saying I love you means a lot and it carries a lot of weight. And that's that's a good lesson for me to learn. I, I get that. But I would like to think that my situation was a little different than his. Got super weird. Anyways, then Becca got really mad about it. She was mad and hurt. I mean, I, I'm personally thinking a little bit like, is she overreacting? Is she being too critical? She just let him go. But but then I realized it was a trigger for her. This was reminding her of a situation that wasn't long ago, and it took her back to Ari or her past. Because who cares about Jean Blanc? I mean, really, he he hasn't been around a long time. We don't we don't know a lot of history between him and Becca. We've seen him kiss a couple of times, and he smells nice, right? I mean, that's that's what we know about Jean Blanc. But but it was a trigger. It was a small situation. It was a minute situation that brought up a bigger issue that was she was holding in. That by him just saying something because she, but he because he thought she wanted to hear it. It was reminding her of a past. It was reminding her of something deeply seated inside. So I get now why she was so sad. I get now why she maybe looked like it was she was overreacting. I mean. On this show or in life, we, we run into a million weird situations, a million weird scenarios. And every once in a while, there's one that just really stands out and that really affects us. I, I can speak to that. And this one was one for Becca. So so with that, it's, it's a huge moment that we have to remember as we watch the rest of the season. This is, is that kind of breaking point for Becca when, when all of a sudden so some inner feelings, some inner turmoils came out. We now know that Becca is triggered by somebody admitting feelings when she doesn't feel like they mean it. But then she, she walks into an amazing one-on-one date with a guy uh, named Wills. We don't know a lot about Wills yet. We don't know a lot about a lot of these guys. But what we do know is he seems like a cool guy. Um, he, he knew he was walking into a situation where she was going to be in a tough mood. He, he was aware of that uh, from the very beginning. And he knew that it, he was taking on the burden, the responsibility to say, hey, if anything, if, if nothing else from this date, I, I, Wills was admitting that his job now is to just lift up her spirits. And I think that's awesome. And that's about as all, as all I got from that day. You know, I think they have something, I don't know how long term it is, but he did an amazing job at lifting up her spirits when she needed it most. And for that, Wills, good job. Credit goes to you. Kudos, buddy. So at the beginning of this episode, I was, I, I found myself asking the question, and, and he's definitely a candidate for the who the heck are you uh, coming up in the future. Uh, but but we have this guy named John, 
Well, I have no clue who he is. Zero idea. I haven't seen him from the beginning till now. But all of a sudden, he pops up during this lumberjack day. And I, and I don't know how, or it was incredibly unexpected. But but this John guy pops out of nowhere and it ends up dominating this lumberjack day. Seems like a good guy. Seems like a nice guy. I, I think he had a couple, uh, I think he had a funny line uh, that I wrote down here. And I'm going to get it wrong, but you'll get it and you'll understand it. He, he makes a line that he's like, I typically get intimidated or nervous around cute girls and really good looking guys. I'm like, man, you went on the wrong show. I mean, the Bachelorette is not the right show if you're going to get intimidated by cute girls and and good looking guys. I thought that was just funny. It shows who John is. He's humble. Um, he's he's a great guy and he's super athletic. Who knew that that John was going to pop out of nowhere and dominate the lumberjack date? Okay, skipping. We're starting to know the guys a little better. We're starting to know the standouts: Garrett, Connor, Blake, Colton. Jason, I would throw in there as well. Who else is a standout to you? Let us know. Who else is standing out? Who else is a front runner in this season? I mean, I I think these these guys that are standing out, uh, it's it's pretty clear. Uh, Becca isn't holding back her feelings, but we also just know that these guys are are not only good looking, but they're also charismatic and they're also intentional and they're kind of the, taking that leadership role in the house. These guys, Colton, Garrett, Connor, Blake, and Jason, are really standing above. But one guy that really stood above. For a long time on this season, one guy that I think Becca was really into is our next guest. And, and Clay will be joining us right now after his dramatic exit from last week's episode after an injury uh, that will affect his real life. And, and I can't wait to hear about it, hear about what's next for him, hear about his experience in the Bachelorette. But first, take a break and talk about Bull and Branch. Bull and Branch makes the softest, most comfortable. 100% organic cotton sheets you will ever sleep on. I sleep on them. They're incredible. They stand out. They make my sleep a lot better. They only sell to you online at bullandbranch.com. So their sheets cost less than half of the designer brands and are twice the quality. They're made from a pure 100% organic cotton. They start out soft and get even softer over time. They don't get worse over time. They don't bunch up over time. They get better over time. It's kind of how I want to be. I want to get better over time. It'd be like a fine wine. Three U.S. presidents love Bull and Branch sheets. You won't believe how comfortable 100% organic cotton sheets can feel until you try Bull and Branch. You can try them for a whole month. They're not the most comfortable you've ever slept on, or any other way you want to test your driver's sheets. Send them back for a refund. I'm, I'm telling you, just give them a try. Purchase them, buy them, give them a test drive. Send them back if you don't like them. It's worth it. You don't really have anything to lose I, I don't get it team you're out here listening friends to the, to the almost famous podcast we're literally giving you away stuff it's it's absolutely insane what we're doing here no risk means no reason not to try plus you'll get 50 dollars off your first set of sheets at bullandbranch.com promo code almost famous spelled b-o-l-l and branch.com promo code almost famous for 50 dollars off your first set of sheets bullandbranch.com promo almost famous Get it today. Next. A guy that got hurt. A guy I didn't expect to get hurt because he's big. He's beautiful. He's powerful. Is our buddy Clay, the football player who left two episodes ago. Clay, you out there? Yes, sir. Hey, man. Thanks for joining the Almost Famous Podcast. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, welcome back to the real world. Uh, we, we saw you leave 
two weeks ago on, on, on this on an episode of The Bachelorette. Tell us about that experience leading up to to your departure. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was it was a really good experience. It was it was fun. You know, obviously I got to make a lot of good friends with the guys and and build relationships with them. But um, you know, it was good to get a chance to to meet Becca and you know me and her started off you know as a a little slower than I'd say some of the relationships. But I feel like every time we got to get some time together, we built on that and we progressed. And we progressed until, you know, the last couple of episodes there, I thought we were in a really good place. And, you know, I got the group rose and then obviously, you know, I find out how severe the, uh, the wrist injury was. So, you know, that was tough. It was a tough decision to make to have to leave, leave the episode to leave the season and, you know, back up. But, you know, ultimately I, you know, I think it was the, the right thing to do to, uh, you know, take care of a lot of people in my life and my family and to continue my, you know, NFL career. I, I, I think that's admirable, buddy. And I, I can't wait to talk more about that. But first I got to talk, talk, you're, you're good looking. Uh, you're a successful NFL football player. How in the world do you end up on the bachelorette? Okay. It's actually a pretty funny story. Um, a good friend of mine who played a few years in NFL, um, we grew up together training and stuff, went on, tried to try it out for the show and he didn't quite make it. And one day he just happened to be out in the city of Chicago having some drinks with some friends and he ran into the lady that interviewed him in Chicago for the casting process. And she sees him and comes up to him and, and tells him that she would like for him to come try out again. He happens to have a girlfriend at this point, And he says, he thinks he has a couple guys that she would like. So he shows her a picture and, and she thought um, that I might uh, be something that the, the rest of the casting team would be looking for. And, you know, he told her I played football and stuff, and he didn't know if I'd even be able to do it. But um, me and uh, the casting lady got in touch that way, and we, we shot a few texts back and forth. And before I knew it, I was, uh, you know, stepping out the limo uh, meeting Becca. <laughs> I mean, w- w- this was totally unexpected then. Yeah, totally unexpected. You know, I had, I had no idea this would happen. It, it wasn't something that, you know, I went and pursued, but I had just got hurt. On in um, New Orleans, I was on injury reserve for the entire season. There's no chance I was going to play last year. I was on IR all season, and um, so I'm just rehabbing at home. And you know, I'm, I'm finally getting healthy, healthy enough to, to to do things, but not play NFL football. And and then um, you know, I started. I that's how, and then that's when I got in touch with uh, the casting people from the back. So I started talking to them and going back and forth on if this is something I should do or not. And I, uh, you know, I decided I was. You know, go give it a shot and take a shot at love. That's amazing. I mean, were you concerned at all what people would think? I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I'm a big fan, big big NFL fan, and I and I watch all these guys on TV and they're battling Sunday after Sunday. But we don't get an up close and personal look into their like personal lives typically, and and especially their love life. What, what, were you fearful at all, or why weren't you fearful? Maybe of entering into a show that really does highlight who you are and your insecurities and, and, and makes you vulnerable to the public? Yeah, no, that's a good question. It's, you know, it's tough. And, and most people don't really see us. I want to run the NFL field as, as people, we got all the pads on, you know, the name on the back of the Jersey and, you know, the favorite team, we're just a player for a team. You know, it's, it's you don't really, really know the, the actual person you just see the person you see every sunday the guy that you know does this or that makes 
this sort of player, what position he is. You know, I'm not a tight. I'm not Clay Harbor the person. I'm Clay Harbor the tight end. So it, it was different. Yeah, there was a piece of me that was nervous. You know, what do people think if I, you know, if I go on the show and you know, will we'll coaches, GMs think something of it? But for me, I said, you know, I think this will be a good thing for that for the league. I'm going to go out there, be myself, and just show people that. You know, NFL players and professional athletes are just normal people. You know, we struggle sometimes to meet people, and sometimes it's even harder. It's hard to meet people when you're when you're an NFL player. You're you're successful, and people some people like you for the wrong reasons. You know, they it's it's tough sometimes to separate that. And when I knew Becca was going to be the best threat, she was definitely a woman that I was interested in, and she has so much going for her. Not other than her looks, she's you know, successful, beautiful, obviously. And you know, I thought it would be a good opportunity to, you know, meet someone I could potentially you know, spend the rest of my life with. Oh, we get it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's, that's, I'd say that's uh, really incredible of you to take that risk. Uh, and thanks for, you know, as a fan of the show, thank you for letting all of us get a up close and personal look into your love life. Because now I know when I'm watching on Sundays, I'll, I'll feel like I know you a little bit better, which, which is exciting for me. Um, flash forward to the show now, okay? How does it feel to get hurt playing football with a bunch of clowns when you're a professional football player? Yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's, that's a tough one. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I stiff-armed a lot of people in my life, but I'm looking at it, you know, it's glass half full. If I'm going to break my arm on, you know, Andrew Ryan, then I probably would break it, you know, on an NFL linebacker. So, obviously, it wasn't healthy. It must not have. There must have been something there that, that wasn't right, but now it's fixed. It feels strong, and it's healthy in time for, for training camp. I have a couple of workouts set up coming up with teams, and um, you know I've shown them healthy, shown them in shape, and um, I'm confident I'll, I'll get back on a roster in time for training camp. Yeah, because I'm confident, uh, Clay, that, that a lot of GMs, a lot of head coaches are listening to the Almost Famous podcast. They're, they're huge fans of this podcast. And so for anybody out there listening, that is a part of a team or of a franchise in the NFL, we got to give them the update. Did you have surgery? What exactly was the, the, the diagnosis and are you healthy enough to go back to the NFL? Yes. Yeah, so I, yeah, I had surgery and um, it's healed up great. I've, I've spent a lot of time since I've left the show, I've been rehabbing and getting it ready and also working out. There's a lot of stuff you can do while you're rehabbing and, and doing all that. And, um, Honestly, my body feels great, and I feel like I'm in as good a shape as I've ever been in. Um, so, I, yeah, I tore a couple ligaments, and now they're fixed. They're healed up. And basically, rehab now is just working on strengthening and range of motion. Everything else, the hard stuff's behind me. And, um, you know, I got, the, got about 35 to 40 days before my first workout. Then a couple days later, I have, I have another one, and I'm really looking forward to to both of them, and um, you know, looking forward to getting back up, back on the field. Football is my passion. I love playing it, and you know, I'm, I don't, I don't foresee me myself not losing that passion anytime soon for the game. Awesome, man! And I, like I said, we're gonna all gonna be a huge. I mean, almost famous podcast is gonna be huge fans of you every Sunday. Now, it was super sad when you left. 
I mean, I think a lot of people out there were just kind of, we wish Clay would not have gone so soon, uh, especially in a situation like this. But it does sound like you're getting back into what you're passionate about. It does sound like you're getting your life in a a direction that you love. And and it does sound like the show was was a good experience for you. Um, Looking back now, two questions. Are you happy? And we'll just start with this one. Are you happy to The Bachelorette? Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy I did The Bachelorette. And not just because, you know, I got, I made a bunch of new friends, but obviously, you know, Becca was, was amazing. It's great to get a chance to meet her and to spend time with her and the whole, the whole bachelor, bachelor family. It was great. The producers, you know, all the the cameramen, everybody there, the handlers. I mean, it was, you know, I feel like I have a whole new, you know, group of people that are, I'm I'm close with that I didn't even know before I went on the show, you know, the outpouring Mm. of, support and love after I got hurt has been, you know, incredible. I've gotten hurt on the field before and had to get surgery, but it's, you know, it's amazing, you know, to see the, the Bachelorette family and the, the fans that, that really, you know, care about the show and they care about the contestants. They, they see us on TV, but they really, they really do care and they're really invested. And that's something yeah. that I've seen from my time on there. It's been, it's been crazy how much, you know, support love I've gotten since leaving a show and getting injured. It's, it's, I mean, you're right, man. You, you could play uh, and have a super successful NFL career. And I have a couple of buddies who play, but Bachelor Nation just came, seems to come out and support more than any other fan group uh, I've ever witnessed and been around. You have a lot more fans now. I can expect a lot more people to be wearing your jerseys every Sunday, wherever you end up. And we hope you end up in the best place for you possible. And that seems to be what's next for you, right? You're, you're pursuing your career. You're looking for that team. And so as, as a podcast, as Bachelor Nation listens, how we can support you best right now is just really cheering you on as you, as you find your next home. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's great. It's, um, and I, I want to thank everybody for all the wishes and, you know, it's really, it's really been amazing. Just, um, you know, being from Chicago, I, I walked around a street fest this week and just the amount of people that, you know, asked about my wrist, am I healthy and, you know, sad to see me go, the love online has been great. But yeah, right now, just, um, yeah, supporting, you know, the, uh, the NFL career and, and everything there. And people have been great. I've, I've got tweets from people tagging their favorite NFL team to, to give me a shot. It's been, it's been really funny to, to look at and, you know, it's just, uh, it's really incredible. Because you know, you think you're prepared for something. Because obviously, playing football for so long, it's something that you're you're in the public eye. But it's just a whole different mm-hmm. ball game with with Bachelor Nation and all the Bachelorette and Bachelor fans. That's it's you're right, man. I, I think that's the thing that people uh, don't get too. Sometimes is is just how inclusive, how large Bachelor Nation is. You can play in the NFL for a long time, as you just said, but when you finally get a part of this show and this franchise. Then the world really starts to know you. Uh, there's a couple contestants. We're going to play a little round before we say goodbye to you here. Uh, this this mm-hmm. is a little segment. Well, before we do that, i got to ask you a question. Will you now be a recruiter for The Bachelor to get people from NFL on the show? One hundred. I've already had buddies uh, approach me and ask me about it, how no to way. get on the show. People that are interested, yeah. And, no uh, way. Yeah. I've had That's friends funny. and teammates and people that are, are already interested in going on the show. And... Um, I uh, don't want to, you know, obviously spoil anything, but I, I think I do have uh, two buddies that are NFL players that are talking to a couple of uh, casting people. Absolutely incredible! That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for making this franchise just a little bit more fun for me. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Clay, before you go here, like I said, we have a little segment. I got to ask you uh, just a quick 10-second uh, synopsis of the names I'm about to tell you. First thing that comes to mind, let us know. You don't have to be super nice, but you also don't have to be super mean. Just be honest. Okay. That's all we ask. Okay, Clay, who do you think – what do you think of Garrett? Garrett, I love Garrett. I know he's uh, you know, he's had some bad news come out recently, but honestly, Garrett was one of my best friends on the show. He's a genuine guy. He's a great guy, and um, I 100% support Garrett. And if by chance he wins the show or whatever, I think that he would be a, uh, you know, a great, a great match for Becca. I think he's caring. He's, you know, he's successful in his career. He's a genuine, uh, nice person. Colton. Love Colton. Colton, um, first thing that comes to mind, man, he's a, he's a really good-looking human being. Um, if I had a man crush, it, you know, it might be Colton. Um, you know, very athletic, genuine guy himself. I know he had some, uh, you know, some drama with Tia of late, but, uh, you know, Colton, Colton's a good guy. He's a good person, and he has good intentions. Chicken Suit David. <laughs> no, I like David, man. David's, uh, you know, David's an interesting guy. He's always, he's fun to be around. He has a sense of humor. And I think that's why, you know, he put on the chickens that he wanted to put a smile on Becca's face. And, you know, in the house, David, um, you know, David always put a smile on people's faces. He was always trying to play games with the guys and figure out stuff we could do to pass some of the time in the mansion. And uh, also a good guy. Becca. Becca, awesome. Um, man, what, what to say about her? She's just super easy to talk to. I don't think I've ever met a, a woman as easy to talk to as Becca. Yeah. You know, you kind of you go into a conversation, you know, on a show, first couple weeks, I'm like, all right, let me come up with things to talk, to, talk about and, you know, make sure I have a couple points I want to get across to Becca, let her know who I am. But then when I when I learned that you don't need to do that with her, this the conversation flows so great, and you you guys just have such a good talk, and she's just so easy to talk to that it's better just to go in there like you know any other time. And you know Becca's just really easy to talk to, really down to earth Midwestern girl, and I really appreciated you know the, the opportunity to get to meet her and the time I had with her. Awesome, yeah. And finally, least last but not least. A captivating character, one that we can't quite figure out. Model Jordan. Model Jordan. I'm actually a big fan of Model Jordan. I get that's what's one of the questions. Just walk around when people, you know, stop you and recognize you. They they want to know what's up with with Model Jordan. Is he really, you know, how he comes off on a show? And to so know, man, Jordan has a good heart. He's a good-hearted guy, and I think he does a lot of things in fun. And he is he's very passionate about his career. He's passionate about modeling. You, at any point in the day, you can go up and you tell him, yo, show me this look. And he's going to do it. He really loves yeah. modeling. And, you know, and, and that's his thing. It's, uh, you know, how I feel about, how about football. If someone, someone would ask me questions about football, I'm going to talk to him. And that's Jordan with modeling. He's passionate about it. He loves it. And I think he just, he obviously comes off as an interesting character. But, you know, I love the kid. Oh, I'm sure he's an interesting character. Like like him or not, I'm sure he's an interesting character. Anybody that can give you a look in seconds based on what you've asked is, is an interesting oh character. But hey, it's, it's we're, we're happy. We're, 
yeah, we're happy that that you love him. It sounds like you love everybody, Clay. You're just a, a big, lovable human being who plays NFL football. You're you're the total package. We hope the best for you. We hope that love is out there and it's close to you. Um, and we also are going to be huge fans of you from the podcast, rooting you on this next season in the NFL. We'll find out where you're at. We'll be big fans, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Ben. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks for coming on the Almost Finished Podcast. Everybody, that was Clay from this season of The Bachelorette. Clay, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Clay's a, just a lovable guy. You can hear in his voice. The, the, the man might play NFL football, but I've never, even watching the show, I've never came across somebody and talking to him on the podcast here. His voice is just sounds so like sweet. It's just a sweet voice. He just sounds like a guy full of love and, and a, just a big old teddy bear that just pounds people on Sundays for a living. But what a what a dichotomy. How ironic. But you know what? I, I bet Clay really enjoys treating the people in his life well. One way he can do that is by investing a little bit of his money, a little bit of his time, and purchasing our FabFitFun box, everybody. Who else has tried Fat Fit Fun? If you don't really know about it, it's the seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. This summer box is epic. It has products like skincare from Kate Simberville, Dr. Brandt, and Juice Beauty. Fashion items from Rachel Pally, Michael Stars, Gina Turk, and Millie. Beauty products from Tarte, Moroccan Oil, Shy, Oscar Blondie, Butter London, and Zoya. So the contents in this box are Yumi Kim Makeup Train Case, Furio Luna Fofo, Pure One Imports Marble Ring Dish, Summer and Rose Beach Towel, Tarte Beauty Products. That's just the beginning of it. Don't miss out because they sell out fast. They sell out every time. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code Almost famous, so you can save ten dollars off your first box, making it only thirty nine ninety nine. Again, that's fabfitfun.com, and use our code Almost Famous. You deserve to treat yourself. I bet Clay would treat somebody with the, with the FabFitFun box. I'm gonna let him know. We're gonna call him after this podcast and tell him, you know what, Clay, you seem like a nice guy. We like you. You got a good voice on you. We wish you the best in your NFL career, but I but I bet you want the opportunity to treat somebody well, and I bet that's through buying them a FabFitFun box. So make sure you go out there to FabFitFun.com, enter our code almost famous today. Our final segment of the podcast, and this is an important one. It's one we love doing, and we do it during the season um, when we can, because oftentimes we don't have time. Is reading your emails. We we gotta read these. I'm gonna start with just a few here. This one's from Malin. Malin's title is Lauren's Insta Post with Ari. This is a great one. Hi, you guys. I love your podcast. I'm a faithful listener. Okay. Can you guys address Lauren's Insta Post with Ari from this past weekend? Her caption said something about how they met at a location a year ago from that day, but I'm confused because I thought they met on The Bachelor. So many people commented on her photo asking the same question, but we didn't get any answers. I love you guys. I love The Bachelor franchise. Thanks. Okay. So I have a little bit of insight in this. Lauren and Ari did meet outside of The Bachelor. And this was talked about a little bit during the season. It wasn't brought up often because it really wasn't a big deal. Lauren just happened to find herself at a race once uh, about a year ago. I don't know where it was at. I think it was Dallas or Detroit or someplace. Uh, Anyways, she was at a race that Ari was participating in. 
and they walked past his his garage and saw Ari out working on his truck. At that point, Lauren and her friend stopped and just said, "Hey, you're Ari from The Bachelorette," and he says, "I am. I am Ari from The Bachelorette," and that was it. That was it. They got a picture. Uh, they they laughed about something and then they moved on. I think that's what she was talking about was, you know, they met very briefly with, with no romantic connection um, a year ago. And how crazy is it that they meet again on 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 The Bachelor? I mean, she she had no idea he was going to be The Bachelor. He had no idea he was going to be a Bachelor at the time. But yet, hey, they fell in love. They got together. Next one's from Christy. Colton and Tia rekindled. Hi, guys. I'm going to cut to the chase because I'm freaking out over here. I'm reading all these tweets and Instagram stories that Becca M has posting about Colton and Tia rekindled. Okay, so does that mean that Tia had to jump back in the picture while he was on the show still? Or do you think they started dating again after he got booted? I never liked Tia, she says. You could just see her intentions in those beady little eyes. Oh, that's mean. Of hers when she makes that smirk. Ugh. Christy is not a fan. Anyways, would love to know your thoughts, opinions, and an insider scoop you might have on the situation. Love you guys so much. And then she tries to hook me up with her sister at the end. She goes, P.S. But if you're single, I really have a pretty sister. I think you'd make a great pair with. Well, thank you. That's sweet. I'm sure your sister is beautiful. Um, but that's not why we're here. We're not here to set me up in a relationship. We're here to talk Tia and Colton. And as I mentioned earlier, it's a big deal. This is this will be a storyline throughout this show. I, I don't know how it ends or if it ends or if Tia comes back in the picture or not. But whatever it is, there is something romantic going on. Um, previously for Tina Colton, and from what I understand from Becca M, it seems to be something going on now. I don't, I don't know the situation. Uh, what I imagine is happening is that Tia and Colton somewhere, somehow, if it's in paradise or whatever, did get back together um, through pictures or whatever. It looks like they're pretty friendly. I, my friends typically don't sit on my laps, um, at least not when I ask them to. And so it, there is a picture out there where, where Tia is sitting on Colton's lap. I don't do that often. I think that only happens when you're romantically interested in somebody or when it's Christmas and you know Santa Claus is near. So whatever is happening between Tia Colton, it's a little serious. It's something we need to follow. It's going to be dramatic. It's going to be incredible. The Becca and Becca M versus Raven scenario has will not end soon. I don't think we got to get this brought up. Um, if anything, it's great PR for the, for the show. I mean, I'm I'm loving watching it. I'm I'm staying connected from it. So. Anyways, my inside scoop is this. I don't know a lot, uh, but I do know that something weird is happening, something we've got to follow, something we've got to stay up to date on. Okay, here it is. A little relationship, and this will be our last one for today. This one's from Kelsey. It's called Always Bickering, but whose fault is it? Hi, Ben and Ashley. So here's the problem. I've been having, uh, I've, I've been having some issues. My boyfriend and I have been together for four, over four years this past year. Uh, was the first we've been living together. I'm 25 and he's 24. He is the love of my life. He has the kindest heart, and our relationship is great. He still gives me butterflies, even after all these years. However, I find myself constantly getting upset over the smallest things he says to me. For example, sometimes he will say things to me in a cold, harsh tone, and I immediately get upset over it. I always feel so guilty because I'm the one who starts these fights, but at the same time, if he didn't act cold and harsh towards me, I wouldn't be upset. Is it my reactions to things that are causing these problems in our relationship, or is he actually doing something wrong? And if my reaction, if it's my reaction to things, how do I fix it? Oh boy, this one hits close to home. Oh, feeling it. Kelsey, this is a good one. I've said uh, here recently, one of the things I've learned in my past relationships and especially the one with Lauren is my reaction to things are very bad. I am terrible at reacting. I, I don't react well. I get uh, oversensitive or I get 
um, over anxious or get over angry or whatever it is. I, I don't react initially to to situations well. I don't know where that comes from or, or why that is, and I should probably talk to my counselor about it. But I, I don't, and, and I admit that, and I know that I put myself in a situation that oftentimes is worse than it needs to be because of how I've reacted. So I can I, exactly, I, I can picture multiple scenarios in my life with with people friends or romantic relationships where somebody has said something that they didn't even mean to be completely completely um rude or um personal and i've taken it personally and i've reacted poorly because of it i think that comes a little bit from insecurity i think it comes a little bit from being oversensitive i think i have um a little bit of insecurity that i, that I try to mask and when somebody hits it on the head i react poorly because i think they found me out and and I have this like weird feeling and you've heard about it where I feel unlovable because if somebody really found me out, they wouldn't love me. And so when somebody close to me, I feel like finds me out, I'm like, oh no, here's, it's the beginning of the end. They, they understand me now. And now they're, they're starting to, to make fun of my faults and they're starting to pick up my faults and it's all over from here. And so I think I react um, poorly to, to defend myself, to protect myself. And maybe that's what you're doing. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say you have insecurities that you're masking or hiding, but I'd like to ask the question to you, and I'd like to ask you to think about it for a little bit, Kelsey, is uh, why why is your reaction so negative? Why isn't it positive? Is there a way to switch the reaction to be positive? Even if it's to take a 10 seconds and count down. My mom taught me as a kid. I remember this. And, and it, when something was bothering me, when something was, was, was wrong, anytime I would feel that urge to defend myself, the, it was always always taught me to count down from 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And once you've done that, you take a deep breath. Typically, you're able to get yourself back into reality. And it's no longer a reaction, but it's an intentional communication that you're able to give that hopefully highlights the issue at hand. So, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with you telling your boyfriend, sometimes when you're cold, it comes off harsh to me. And when you get harsh to me, I unfortunately react negative to it. And I would like to change that because, honey, I love you and I like you and I don't want to be the person in your life that's griping at you or that's causing guilt fights because that makes me feel guilty. When I feel guilty, I don't feel like we're flourishing as a couple. I think that's fine communication to have, great communication to have, one that any caring partner would say, okay, thank you for telling me this. I get it and I will try to be less cold to you. I think one thing that's just awesome here and I'm, I'm thinking through this is if my partner ever said to me, hey, babe, I don't want you to be cold towards me. Because I love it when we can just talk. And, and if you're feeling tired or you're feeling upset, then take time away. Take time alone. I get that you need that to rejuvenate yourself. That would make me feel really cared for and really loved and really, uh, really excited about the future of our relationship. So communicate this stuff. But do it in an appropriate way. Take some time. And, and even your email here. I mean, just just knowing how it ends, it says, I always feel so guilty because I'm the one who starts these fights. But at the same time, if you didn't act cold and harsh towards me, sometimes I wouldn't be upset. You you can tell that you don't want to be upset with him. So just be open and honest. Um, talk to him. This isn't an issue that's going to be fixed overnight. We all have issues, though. This one hit close to home for me. So so I get it. Um, it's going to be okay. Sounds like you really love this guy. Hey, everybody. I, I really appreciate you hanging out today. Uh, it's just been me. And, I, and I'm sorry um, that my, my wonderful co-host hasn't been in the studio. I hope this was still fun for you. I hope you've appreciated our talk. I really want this to be a conversation. Make sure, you, again, you contact us at beninashley at iheartmedia.com. Tweet us and hashtag Almost Famous Podcast. Or 
write us on Instagram. Um, next week, we got Ben and Ashley together in studio again for the first time in a while. We're going to talk Ashley updates. She's got a lot of them. She's engaged and in love and stuff, and so we're going to talk all about that. We've got my buddy Sean Booth in studio. He is one of the best dudes, one of the best dudes I've ever met. I mean, he is a complete stud. Uh, love that guy. We're going to be with him in studio. It's going to be the first time I've seen him in a while. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to catch up on. Um, I really appreciate that guy. Uh, hey, some of you have been asking real quick about the Ben Bitches segment. Um, that's an off-season segment. We're coming back to it. It's not gone away. we got many more years with you. we got many more Bachelor seasons to recap and update on. Uh, that will be coming back once Becca's season of The Bachelorette is over. But for now, we got a packed schedule. I mean, we just... I just talked to myself here for like two hours. This is unbelievable. I'm going crazy or something. Anyways, with that, I love you guys. We love you guys. Send Ashley's her congrats. She's in love and she's engaged. This has been the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ben and Ashley's somewhere far, far away. We'll talk to you soon. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.